Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Great to be with you on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Steely. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you'd like to call in, you can do that. 329-1899. Old guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. If you'd like to listen live, you can do that on the stream. The stream is available at 1029ESPN.com. And it is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you missed anything... In the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. Podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Uh, Coulter, happy to uh, have our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls and uh, Tom Wistersill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. Tom has been on the job now for just 10 months. Uh, he started in November of last year. He is uh, just entering his first ever week of conference football as the commissioner. Uh, weird how that ha- happened. He was there for the playoffs uh, and, uh, uh, you know, coming in and then into the basketball season. But we've gotten a chance to talk to uh, Commissioner Wistersill on a number of occasions. And uh, you just... You, I am very drawn to him. I mean, he's a very yep. uh, comfortable, conversational, bright guy. Certainly seems like a capable guy. Uh, got great experience, but also very approachable and and very conversational. Open to talking and and uh, and and offering his thoughts on anything that you ask him. Really great to talk to him. So often, people in high level administrative positions, they dance around the issue or they talk without saying much. They give you the diplomatic They give you the diplomatic responses uh, and oftentimes it's to mask uh, either unpreparedness or surprise or to avoid saying something controversial. This is the fourth time we've done a sit-down with Tom Wistershill since he's become the Big Sky Conference Commissioner. 
We did one in Boise. We did, we've had him on the show right when he was hired. And then again, uh, during, leading up to Boise. And then we had him on during the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. And now this conversation as well. And not only does Tom Wistershill not give you the diplomatic response, he is fully prepared for what you're going to ask him. Yeah. And that's what I want from someone that's in a leadership position is that I want you to be thinking about the same. I mean, I don't have any say in this league. I just am very invested in this league because it's my livelihood and it's something I've covered for a long time that means a lot to me. But if I'm thinking about these things, I really hope that the leader of the league is too, and he is. And that's what's the most impressive part. I think that's where you talk about the gravity. He, he does. He has a very good magnetism because he's a very personable guy, but he's also he's very smart, and he's well thought out. I mean, he thinks about all of the issues, both good and bad, both in the Big Sky Conference and the NCAA at large. Well, enjoy this week's ESPN Roundtable with Big Sky Conference Commissioner Tom Wistersill. Well, happy now to welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, Tom Wistersill. Commissioner Wistersill, thanks so much for taking the time out and joining us. How are you? Well, doing great. Great to be on with you guys and uh, always good to chat. Now, we know that you are in uh, Chicago right now for the uh, commissioners' conferences. All 32 uh, conference commissioners coming together at one spot for annual meetings. What What is this about? Like, it, Just information sharing, ideas? What's going on at these? Well, it's a little bit of everything. Um, so, yeah, all 32 uh, commissioners, we get together about three times a year. We always hold our fall meeting here in Chicago, you know, fairly centrally located uh, for everyone in the country. And, uh, you know, there's there's certainly breakout sessions for, you know, FBS conferences like ours and, and FBS conferences and others. But, uh, you know, our time as a group is spent talking about national issues. Many of us are involved in lots of committees and uh, lots of lots of different areas within college athletics that are that are monitoring things and pushing for change and and in deep discussions uh, and so you know it's uh, it's a great time to connect with our colleagues and you find out you know a lot of the challenges that you face are are similar in other conferences as well which is always fun uh but uh right. but no i mean i think you know you think about what's dominating right now in this in a group discussion there's a lot going on with the name image and likeness of student athletes so we're going to have a, a couple of presenters come in, a couple of attorneys working with the NCA and uh, some other people as we try to help uh, an NCA committee try to figure out so our student athletes can uh, profit from the name, image, and likeness. Kind of where does that go? Where does it land? What's the right way to monitor it? How do we handle the money? Very complicated issue and something I know we're spending a couple hours on here. I want to get into some of those details with you, but before we go there, I want to ask you this broadly about the way that these conferences interact. Because to me, America is one of the most fascinating places in the world because it's such a broad, vast country. And when you're talking about anything from politics to sports to the culture and society, there's so many different places. I mean, Montana is a world away from Louisiana, and Georgia is a world away from Washington. And it's very similar when you're talking about the conferences. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the SEC are a world away from the Patriot League or the MEAC or even the Big Sky Conference. So... How does that come together? How, how do you guys find continuity and figure out a way to get on the same page when you're at these sorts of meetings since everybody has such different backgrounds and different demands? Sure. Well, I think what you find when you get people in the room is most of what you discuss, everybody's dealing with the same issues, right? Whether it be membership issues, whether it's compliance issues, whether you know every, every school from the biggest to the smallest needs to sell more tickets and raise more money. And so the conferences are no different. So so, like I said, most of the issues are very similar. Like I mentioned, the name, image, and like we're competing at the Division One level. You know, in all in all sports, but football, we're all pretty much the same. 
Well, then you add in the football, and then that separates us, right? So you have conferences here at the FBS, like you mentioned, the Pac-12, the SEC, and you have conferences like ours, the Big Sky, and the CAA, and Southern Conference, others that are competing at the uh, FCS level, and then you have the non-football conferences. So we do have the breakout sessions, so each of us can spend time talking specifically about our particular issues. But the majority of the issues are very similar, and uh, and that's where you know people kind of set their conference hat aside a little bit in some of these things, and 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 decide because we're talking about the future of college athletics as an entity in a lot of these discussions, like the name, image, and likeness issue, like the pay for play issue, all of those different areas that we that, that that we're all dealing with it. We're all discussing it with our presidents and our athletic directors, and then we try to try to bring that back to this group and to have a, a really good, healthy discussion. What does this look like five years from now, ten years from now? And that's how we, we come together. You know, the NIL stuff is so interesting because a lot of people in the public and, and in where in our world of you know, sports radio and media talk about this in, in, as an ethical issue and how the student athlete is being treated and what they're getting for the university or not getting and so forth and so on. But obviously it's also a pragmatic one. But people think about this through the lens of the schools and I think through the lens of the NCAA, but not often through the lens of the conference itself and the commissioners themselves. So what is your... Uh, you know, you as the commissioner and the big sky in general, uh, sort of niche or space in this conversation? So a lot of what we do at the conference office is we're kind of a go-between, between the NCA and the lawyers and the committees that are working and our campus people. So we, we gather a lot of information. We share that communication with our conference schools. We have conference calls. We can talk about here's kind of what's going on. You know, when you're an athletic director or a school president at one of our schools, you're so busy with the campus stuff that often finding time to dive into the national issues is really difficult from a time perspective. So that's, that's, that's where we serve. You know, we don't, we don't vote on things, you know, like when we have, you know, when, when our conference gets together, I don't have a vote in anything. I'm, I'm, there is a guide and a resource. And if the president needs something or the ADs need something, we track that information down. So, so our role is very much a communication piece and uh, to help streamline information uh, and to be active in the discussions and use our, our, our depth and breadth of knowledge to uh, help arrive at a good uh, place. But, um, but uh, you know, each, each part has to, has to fit perfectly together. You know, the schools and the conferences and the NCAA as a whole all have to work together to make this work. Tom Worcester still joining us, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference here on the ESPN Roundtable. Tom, when you say that there's 32 commissioners there, you think, wow, there's 32 leagues in this country. That's uh, a lot. That's a crazy amount. But then you also think just how how few really people that is, 32 people, when you think that, wow, you're one of 32 guys. That's a commissioner of a Division One conference. That must be cool to think that you're going to go to one of these conventions. Just from a personal level, what's this week like for you? Yeah, no, it's it's really enjoyable. I'm very fortunate. I've been very blessed in my, in my career and you know, I have a unique path. I was a Division Three student athlete. I was a Division Two commissioner. I was a Division One AD, and now I'm a Division One commissioner. So I've kind of seen all different parts, and you know, I, I I like to think that gives me a unique perspective into all of these things because so many times when people think of the NCA, they think of Alabama mm-hmm. and you know UCLA and and uh, you know Ohio State and that. But in in every community around the country, there are NCA schools, and so. So this, it's, it's fun for me to be a part of this and, to, like I said, to be active in the discussions with uh, many of these people I've known for 20-plus years. And uh, 
to serve the Big Sky Conference is quite an honor for me. It's a, it's a great league and very, very well respected around the country. And uh, that's probably the, the great thing about these meetings. You know, when I speak up and say something, everybody turns and listens to me no different than they do to Greg Sankey at the SEC. And, uh, and so we're all equals in the room. Uh, and uh, we're, all, we're all there for the same thing, which is the betterment of college athletics. You know, Tom, you mentioned about being a, a, a student athlete yourself at St. Mary's University in, in Winona, Minnesota, and, and having been in athletics your whole life, both playing them and then also being sort of an administrator and so forth and so on, you, you would think you've also had a, a, a lifelong love of sports in general. Where what, what is, What's your history as a fan or as somebody who's been involved in and loves sports your whole life? When did that get started for you? So both my parents uh, have been coaches. They're both retired now, but my dad coached football for 30-plus years uh, at high school and at the NCAA Division II level in college. My mom also coached uh, volleyball, track, golf, kind of wherever my dad's coaching jobs took us, and she would you know, attach herself coaching. So I grew up in a household with two coaches, and uh, so you learn a lot about uh, athletics that way. So, um, so, you know, I just fell in love with, uh, with sports from an early age played football, basketball, and, uh, and, and ran track in high school. And then, and then uh, much to the chagrin of my football coaching dad, went to play uh, small school basketball in college. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I've loved, you know, have loved being a part of it. I love what sports stands for. I love what it represents. I love what it teaches the youth of America to, you know, battle through adversity and to work as a team. And I think there's no better teacher in life uh, than athletics. And that's why I love, I've got two boys, one's in college, one's in high school. The one in college played, played football all through high school down in Texas. And then now my son is, as we moved to Utah, is a sophomore in high school. He plays basketball. And so I just, you know, I love having them grow up around sports as well. And, uh, you know, I, I never want to say I learned more from sports than I did from school, but I would say for me, it was probably about even. Right. And, uh, and, and, and I, and I, I don't think I'm alone. Uh, in saying that, compared to a lot of people I've mentioned that too, that a lot, a lot of people nod their heads and say, yeah, you know, I learned a lot from that too. And, uh, and so just feel very fortunate to have it be part of my life. Well, speaking of sports, this is not only the week where you're going to be busy with these commissioner meetings, but also the kickoff of Big Sky Conference play this weekend all across the league. So tell us what your week's like. Are you going to go to a game on Saturday? Do you, are you going to be in attendance somewhere in the Big Sky? Yeah, I'm actually going to be in Bozeman. Okay, so there. we'll I, see each other I, there. Great. Yeah, I, che- I I looked at the weather. It's going to be like 95 and sunny, yeah. right? No, not. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> not exactly. The first winter weather warning is Saturday afternoon. So or something standard. Like that. I haven't driven the I haven't driven Homestake Pass in a month, which is a long absence for me because I go back and forth between Missoula and Bozeman all the time for all our Skyline sports work and. Of course, I'm checking the road report, checking the weather, and it's going to snow on Friday night when I'm leaving. Just standard that it would wait till right now. Hey, you're both going to be in the in the press box. We'll You'll be, be fine. We'll be Warm fine. heaters, food, the whole deal. You're going to be in great shape. <laughs> it will be a fun. My game. plan, yeah, my plan is to you know I always like you know, again first time for me being here for the conference. I started right when the playoffs were rolling. Right. So I I made it to Eastern for that semifinal game, but so my first I've been around a few games already, but this will be my first time. Uh, at a conference game and really looking forward to it. I like to go down and early, get down on the field, talk to the coaches, see how they're doing. Go in, I, go in and I like to introduce myself to the officials since, uh, since when I show up at conference games, I cheer for the officials. So I like <laughs> right, to let right. them know that they at least got one fan in the stands, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's it. 
So then, 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 you know, for me, it's about getting around and meeting people. I'll be able to get around and, and uh, I've met some of the people we had our spring meetings in, in Bozeman. So I met some of the people there, but it's a number of the school administrators. I still need to meet and, uh, and look forward to Leon. Their AD is such a great guy. He'll take me around. We can meet, uh, some of the other, uh, uh, supporters and donors and that, and fun for me to be on campus. You know, it's a good reminder of why we do what we do is you get to see the student athletes in action. So I'm looking forward to it. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have to do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. One thing Ryan and I always talk about is just how both of us are, we call Montana home, and, and we have entrenched interests in our community, certainly, but we've both been covering the Big Sky Conference objectively as journalists and commentators for more than a decade now, but objectively, the league is such a fascinating league, and it's such a fun league to cover, and the level of competition and the parity and just how diverse the schools are. You know, talk about a, a school like Southern Utah from Cedar City, Utah, or you know, even Montana State and Bozeman, Montana, compared to Portland or Sacramento, these big metropolitan areas. So uh, now that you said, like, this will be your first actual in-conference season, just from a fan perspective, I know you're not rooting anybody on, but just objectively observing this stuff must be very fun for you. What are you most excited about learning about the league this year? Well, you're, I think you're right. It's very, uh, at least very even. Um, you know, people have told me before that, uh, you know, it's hard to win on the road in the league. So, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see those home field advantages, to see the, you know, positives and negatives with each of those schools. I think that, you know, for me, it's about really kind of gauging the level of competition in the league. You know, I've heard a lot about it. I've, I've seen some of it, you know, take place in other sports. Um, what I've seen so far in football in our league is it's very unpredictable. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, you know, each week, um, you know, I don't think any of our teams can just kind of show up and win. And so, you know, that, that makes it exciting. It makes it fun. Um, you know, for me, my first year at the FCS level, you know, I spent 20, 25 years, 26 years in this business, but I've never worked at the FCS level before. And what's been fun for me to go around and see is, you know, the level of passion uh, for our schools from our fan bases is really no different than FBS. And uh, that's what's been, I mean, just, just, you know, I know that I'll be in Bozeman on Saturday and there'll be great tailgating and the fans will be fired up and the students will show up and it'll be an exciting, exciting time. And again, like I said, to me, you know, that's when the fan in me comes out because I just love feeling that buzz. I love the pregame atmosphere, love the excitement before the game. 
and, uh, and then, like I said before, I, as it kicks off and I cheer for the, cheer for the official, right. but, uh, but, uh, but, but just being on campus and enjoying it to me, that's what this is all about. And, you know, to me that if, if that doesn't excite you as a person, then, then you need to not do this as a, as a job anymore. You need to find something else that you're passionate about. But for me, that, that's what, that's what it's all about is being there and seeing our student athletes and our coaches go to work and, uh, and seeing what can happen at the end. Tom Wister still joining us on the ESPN Roundtable, the commissioner of the Big CI Conference. And, Tom, I know that the coaches, basically to a person, the football uh, side of things, have, you know, voiced various levels of frustration about the unbalanced schedule and the nature of it in the Big Sky and, and how it's kind of awkward and cumbersome for them and maybe, uh, you know, unfair or uneven in certain ways. Uh, I'm wondering, though, because coaches occasionally, you may know this, can make a little bit of a mountain out of a mohair <laughs> from, from, from time to time. Uh, that does no, happen. No, hold on. I need to, I need to write yeah, that down. Yeah, yeah. Quick. I, just, I didn't know that. Just a little <laughs> insight from me to you, okay? Just trying Appreciate to help that. out. <laughs> so, But I'm wondering... Is it as big a deal as they think it is, or, or is it is it a, is it a small problem, no problem, a major problem? And 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 as such, what are you? What's your perspective about it as a commissioner and as, as the as the conference in general, kind of going forward? Sure. So the so here's the thing, and you're absolutely right. Coaches look at things. Everybody everybody looks at this through their own lens, right? I mean, sure. you guys as as media members, coaches, student athletes, fans, me as the commissioner, everybody's going to look through their own lens. You know, right now we have an odd number of schools. We have a couple of affiliates, and so we have an in, uh, unbalanced schedule. And so, the one thing I know about coaches is I've never I've never dealt with a coach who's gotten a, got a schedule and said right away, "This is an awesome schedule. I love it. This is the best <laughs> schedule I've ever seen." Right. <laughs> Typically, what they will do is say, "You know, this uh, this this schedule is going to be really tough because of this this and this." You know, they like to like to, to you know build up their you know, their chip on their shoulder a little bit. And I, but, you know, and, and in some ways that's great, you know, because, again, that creates the passion that we talked about before. Um, you know, I think if the state we're in right now is we're working on scheduling where if we can do it in four-year segments, we feel like we can balance it out better. Now, what we can't predict, nor should we ever try, is who's going to be the best teams and, and, and how do you balance them playing the weaker teams and the better teams and all that. Because you just never know, right? You know, you just you just can't look out. If we're doing doing scheduling four years in advance, you know, you all three of us would probably predict a different order of finish three years from now. And so, and so we can't do it that way. What we try to do is balance it out so that the so that you get you know so many home games, so many road games against the against so many like opponents, and then we try to match it up with the better. Excuse me, there motorcycle going by. There's a, and then we try to balance it out with the opponent, so that um, you, so that if someone in a uh, that plays at a school for four years gets a home and away against every team in the league, so that's what we're working towards right now and trying to balance it out that way. Um, you know, I, if you look at one particular stretch of games, every coach, every fan could have something they think is unfair, but each school is going to pick a different stretch of games that they think is is unfair. And, uh, and so that's just the way it is. Again, I love the passion and that. It doesn't mean it's always rational. Um, and like I said, everybody's going to look through it in their own lens. And you're right. Some schools in our conference on paper are playing a more difficult schedule than others. But that's why you play the games. It typically doesn't work out the way everybody thinks it's going to. It take 2016, a couple years before your arrival. North Dakota had won the league the year before. They'd gone 8-0 in the league. They come in as the overwhelming preseason favorite. And then... Quite literally, their 11 best players got hurt. 
And all of a sudden, North Dakota went from the team no one wanted to play to, well, gosh, we're happy to go to Grand Forks this year because these guys, they're playing a bunch of freshmen. And so it is. Sure. It's, it's totally impossible to predict. Uh, but you mentioned getting the home and away for with each school yeah, every couple of years. I think that's a great idea. But there's also always the arguments from some of the charter members of the Big Sky Conference or some of the regionally familiar teams, teams like you know, Idaho and Montana. Those fan bases always want to play each other. Montana State and Eastern Washington. Montana and Eastern Washington. And oftentimes... It's just not going to happen with the way that they land on the the league's schedule. But as we know, in the Big Sky Conference, you can also play out-of-conference games against in-conference foes, just like Eastern Washington and Idaho did a week ago. So just from your perspective, Tom, what do you think of that element and how important is it to you to maintain those regional rivalries? But also, if it perhaps is a year where the schedule doesn't cater to that, how much would you encourage teams to still schedule those games as non-conference games? Yeah, you know, the balance of the schedule with, with – uh you know, playing the the uh, the rivalry games is really important to us, and so you know, to me, that's what that's what college sports is built on. It's built on the rivalry game. You know, it pains me to see when you know when teams aren't playing their rivals because that's we should do everything possible to do that. So I I, I, I want to find the right balance between again making sure everybody can play everybody in a few years time frame, and also making sure we protect some of those rivals, which we do right now. But we're looking at some different models of ways to maybe even protect some more of those if we can. Uh, and then from the non-conference perspective, you know, I know Idaho and uh, Eastern Washington played last weekend in a non-conference game. And, uh, and, and so I, I think those are great. You know, I mean, yeah, it doesn't count in the conference standings, but is that a good game for both fan bases and the student-athletes? Absolutely. And so, and so we want to encourage those. Now, we also need a balance between those and – we need to play out-of-conference games. We need to play other FCS schools because that helps our playoff seating, which is ultimately what we're trying to do. And so, you know, that's why we want to play teams from the Valley. And we'd love to play more teams from out east, um, and they'd love to have us come. But for some reason, they don't like to travel west very much. And so, so you know, things, types of things that we talk about in, in the side uh, rooms of these commissioner meetings is, hey, how can we get more of the more games together and that? So, you know, that, that's... That's kind of the way scheduling works. It's an imperfect science, uh, but it is something we work really hard on. We have a have a committee made up of athletic directors and other administrators that just does football. We have one that just does basketball, and then we have one that does all the Olympic sports. And we're working every day with those groups right now to come up with different models to balance things out as best as possible. Uh, again, knowing that everybody's going to look at the result through their own lens. Well, Tom, we, we appreciate your time. We know that you got to run. One more question for you. You've been now the commissioner for just over 10 months uh, at the Big Sky, but as you as we talked about, you've done a lot in, in the world of college athletics from being an athlete yourself all the way through uh, a number of different things. Well, what's the thing this last year that you've learned maybe that you didn't even expect, even with the experience that you've had now being the commissioner of the Big Sky? So, you know, I, I mean, I expected our, us to have really good people. I can tell you, but the people in our league are just, just the best people ever. Our, from our presidents to our athletic administrators, our coaches, they've all been so welcoming. They're so passionate about what we're doing and how we're doing it, you know. And so that's been, that's been a lot of fun just to get around and meet the people and just, and just feel the passion they have for everything that we, uh, everything that we do within the league. And that's just been a nice, a, a nice surprise. Again, not surprising because most people in athletics are that way, energetic and, and, uh, and passionate about what they're doing. And so that's, that, that's been a lot of fun. And then, and then, like I said, I, I've been so impressed with the fan bases, you know, I mean, it really, 
was exciting to me. Uh, kind of the wow moment was, you know, being in Boise at our basketball tournament, first year there in Boise, and just walking around one of the nights in between games out, you know, three, four blocks around the arena, and just seeing all the fans of the different bars and giving each other crap about the game or, you know, a go figure cat Grizz fans trying to get together at the local <laughs> establishment. Uh, you know, but, but, but to me, that, that was like, that was a great moment of, you know what, that, this is really cool. It, it's important to people. And uh, that's what's been a lot of fun. Well, Tom, I'll tell you what, we really appreciate it. You're a prince for fitting us in while you're in Chicago over there at the meetings. We, we appreciate that very much, and I know uh, you'll enjoy uh, being in Bozeman this week at the, uh, at the Cats' first uh, uh, home conference game, all right? Yeah, looking forward to it. Appreciate what you guys do for the big sky, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. There you go. Tom Wistersill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. Outstanding of him to uh, to join us, as we said. We really appreciate that. Again, the new times for the ESPN roundtable right now on Wednesdays during the show, and then tomorrow at noon we'll re-air uh, that. So, uh, you know, if you're driving around, uh, let people know. You know, it's going to be out there, and you can hear uh, what the commissioner has to say. And then, of course, it will also be available uh, at SkylineSportsMT.com as part of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast series, so you can listen to uh, that there. If you would like to uh, continue to listen to podcasts also, we have the brand spanking new as of today coming out with the FCS Speculators betting podcast uh, that uh, Colter and I have put together along with our buddy David, uh, who uh, you'll uh, hear from in there as well. And uh, just trying to give you some more information at the FCS level, especially around the Big Sky Conference, uh, FCS Speculators there. The ESPN Roundtable brought to us by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls near the corner of South Reserve and Brooks on Brook Street, one of the great options on the south side of the community in Missoula. If you're coming up from the Big Sky, or I guess down from the Big Sky, as it were, or the Big Sky from the Bitterroot, the Bitterroot, doggone it. Uh, <laughs> you're coming uh, up from Big Sky technically because it is south of Missoula. Yeah, well, you're Here's really your, coming. Your you're coming down if you're going to Missoula from just about any direction other than west because it's literally a very low spot in the state. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt, it's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news. Montana State senior Evie Wilson made the most of her last appearance in Dahlberg Arena, recording a match-high 13 kills. to got the Bobcats to a 25-21, 25-13, 25-18 win over Montana on Tuesday night in front of a crowd of uh, 907 spectators in uh, attendance for, for the volleyball game. The Cat Grizz victory, the, the Cat Grizz victory made, moved MSU to 1-0 in Big Sky Conference play. Wilson hit 429 as Montana State out-hit Montana in total 360 to 182. Allie Lynch dished out 33 assists and Alyssa Rizzo paced the Bobcats defense with 16 digs. Amethyst Harper led Montana with nine kills. 
Loyola Sacred Heart Athletic Director Eric Stang released a statement on Monday evening that he has resigned from the position. Stang later told the Missoulian that he was filling in at the position during a transition period after former AD Mac Roach left over the summer to accept a job at Whitefish. Stang is now a teacher at Loyola and was filling in as just the AD. No statement yet from the Loyola High School administrators. Montana State's Camilla Noe is the Big Sky Conference cross-country female athlete of the week. The weekly award marks just the second time in the last 15 years a Bobcat woman claimed the award, joining Darby native Heather DeMorris, who won, a, who won that in 2013. Noe is a Bozeman native. She won the women's 5K at the MSU Cross-Country Classic this last weekend. She won the race by 15 seconds. Portugal, the man, also collaborating with Tom Morello, Atlas Underground. Give that a listen. That one will get you. Telling you, Atlas Underground, all about it. It's 2 Tell New Wanda's 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. It is time for a Wing It Wednesday, and we go to the phones. We welcome in Jerry to the show. Jerry, how are you? I am uh, pretty good. Uh, I am uh, almost home. Okay. But I pulled, I pulled over here to talk to you. Guys. Well, good for you. Uh, safety first, uh, not to mention law-abiding as well. And uh, you're a good man yeah. to have waited, uh, you know, not even to get all the way home. But we're going to try and make it worth your while here, okay? You pull over, you talk to us. We're going to ask you three trivia questions. If you get two of them, you got yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city of Missoula, according to the voting public out there. Who does know a thing or two about wings, I must say. Uh, you also, if you get all three, we'll give you a shirt as well. If you need help on any one of these, Coulter is your lifeline. Does that sound all right, Jerry? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Jerry, here's what we're doing today. We are doing Big Sky Conference geography Ooh. questions, Okay. So there's there's 13 teams in the Big Sky Conference in football, and uh, this is what we're going to center on, okay? So here's question number one for you. Of the 13 teams in the Big Sky Football Conference, what school is located in the city with the highest population? School. So of the Big Sky Conference teams, 13 of them, which of them is in the, the city that's the biggest city, the biggest population center? Well, uh... Cal Davis? It is not Cal Davis. It is not Cal Davis. Let's put this on hold. Let's come back to it. Let's come back to it. The second question is very much like the first, but in the other direction of the schools in the Big Sky Conference. What school is in the smallest town? And I'll tell you what, this one is not an easy one because this uh, there there are some small cities that house some Big Sky Conference universities and football teams. But there's one in particular that is, uh, it might not be first on your list of ones that you think of that has the smallest population of the city. And you do have a lifeline. Now, you do have a lifeline if you want it. Northern Arizona? Flagstaff? Flagstaff? It's not Flagstaff. No, it is not Flagstaff. Let's go to question number three. Let's see what happens to question number three. This is a gettable one. All right? What state... What state has the most Big Sky schools in it? What do you think, Jerry? When you think about the states that Big Sky Conference schools are in, which state has the most of them? Oh, 
Washington. Well, how many Washingtons got one with Eastern Washington? So there is some states that got oh, more than that. California. California, no. Jerry, is absolutely right. With Davis, Sac State, and Cal Poly uh, all in there. Uh, Jerry, here's what we're going to do. You pulled over for us. You called us. You abided by the laws of, uh, of the city. You're a good man for doing it. You didn't even use a lifeline. Get, you're getting some wings, okay? You give your information to David there in the back, and we're still going to set you up with some wings from the Desperados. Does that sound all right? Oh, that sounds great, and uh, just great to, to hear you guys. Well, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate that. It's great to hear from you, my man. We appreciate that very much. Thanks for listening. All right. Get Jerry's information back there. Make sure we get him his wings. Uh, Coulter, uh, yes, California, the state with the most. What city is the biggest that has a Big Sky Conference team in it? There's really only two choices. Well, there's only right? two choices, but both of these questions are trick questions because it depends on if you consider the metropolitan area or the actual city limits, the city population. Well, I don't think and the it also, second one is a trick question. And it also, well, no, it is because some towns include student population in it and some don't. Portland is the biggest city in the Big Sky Conference. Portland State is the city, is the school with the biggest city population. The Sacramento metropolitan area has significantly more people than the Portland metropolitan area, yeah. about twice as many if you look up that statistic. You, but you the could, city population is in Portland 600. You could, argue, you could argue me into either one of those, Yeah, I must say. If you, if, if you would have told me Sacramento, it is Portland. You're right. As a matter of technical line drawing, where's the city populace and so forth? Because Portland's a much more sort of centrally located city, right, too. I mean, it's it's sort of built up in the city, whereas Sacramento's kind of built out a little bit and goes, you know, has a little bigger footprint. Okay, but the smallest one. Well, so that's why it's an interesting question because uh, Moscow, Idaho has about 23,000 residents, right. but Moscow counts 10,000 of the Idaho students mm. in that population. So mm. the non-student population is... More close to about thirteen thousand. Cedar City, Utah, does not include the student population, but has twenty-eight thousand plus residents. So, I guess actually, either way, Idaho, the smallest town in the Big Sky Conference. What if I told you it's neither of them? I'm trying to think of all the. I thought, first of all, in my research, Pocatello is surprisingly large, like fifty-five thousand people. Yeah, yeah. well, everywhere is fifty-five thousand people. That's a town, unless you're in Montana. I mean, not Moscow, not Cedar City. Well, true, but like and not well, this one. It's not Flagstaff because Flagstaff no. has sixty-five thousand no, plus. No. Missoula seventy-five thousand. No. Bozeman fifty thousand no. plus. Uh, Pocatello fifty-five thousand. Ogden, Utah has a hundred plus thousand with the spillover from Salt Lake City. Not Ogden. Uh, Cedar. You said Cedar City. You said Moscow. Said Pocatello. Said. Uh, we know it's not Portland. We know it's not Sacramento. Davis, California has a population of about 80,000. Yep, not Davis. San Luis Obispo? No. Nope. Population about 55,000. Greeley, Colorado. No. Greeley's like 100,000 people. Well, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I totally believe it because all of these towns are spillovers from huge metropolitan areas. I mean, Greeley's only like 45 minutes from Denver. What am I missing? <laughs> this makes me so happy. I can't tell you how happy this makes me right here. I just named every town in the Big Sky Conference. You didn't name one of them. Cheney, Washington. Oh, of course it's Cheney. Cheney, Washington, boys. It's because it's not even a town, it's a field. Cheney, Washington, home of the mighty Eastern Washington Eagles, or maybe not so mighty, 12,446 people. 
Uh, that is, I must say, as of 2017, it's probably, it might be cl- cl- climbing up to 13,000 people cheating right now. <laughs> Not often do I get one. It's a good one. It's two tail in the waters. 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap this show up for crying out loud. Give you some information you're going to want to have uh, to go on your way on a Wednesday evening. Uh, Coulter, there's some things that you like to do in the world. There's some things you don't like to do in the world. There's maybe some things you've never done, but you know you don't want to do. Like, uh, I don't I don't ever want to walk a tightrope. You know what I mean? I can barely walk a sidewalk. I don't need to walk a tightrope. You know what else I don't need to do? Climb up a ladder to 25 feet to dig leaves out of my darn gutters. Okay? I don't need any of that. Maybe I'm being a little presumptuous about my house. It's not 25 feet high, but you know what? Even if it's five feet high, I don't need to do it, okay? I got somebody who can do it. It's Missoula Gutter Cleaning. You go online, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You get an estimate from them. They're going to come over. They're fully insured. They're very fun, I must say. They are great, great folks over there. And they will take care of the job that is both difficult, that is aggravating, and potentially dangerous of cleaning your gutters this fall, okay? Weather's on the way. You want to make sure your gutters are clean. You're getting all the water off of your house, off of your roof, and away from the base and the foundation of the house to where it needs to go. You need your gutters cleaned. And if you do it, it's going to be problems. You're going to waste a lot of time, and you might even fall off and hurt yourself or strain something. Heaven only knows what happens when the ladder falls and you're stuck there dangling from the gutters. Now you got to replace the whole thing. Get Missoula Gutter Cleaning. They will come in, take care of it. You get your time back. You can do whatever you want with it and make everybody happy that you've gotten the job done that you were supposed to get done. You go on MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, get your estimate, and then when the job's done, 20 bucks. To, a, to your favorite brewery or coffee shop once the job is complete. How great is that? They're even going to give you something back for it. Missoula Gutter Cleaning, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. The uh, podcast is available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. And again, Colton, we just recorded today our brand new podcast series is going into effect, the FCS Speculators, a betting podcast. Give you some information, give you some lines, some numbers, some over-unders, some favorites. 
all that stuff at the FCS level, especially the Big Sky in particular, where there's not a lot of information about that. So we hope that uh, we can bring you a little something uh, for fun, something to enjoy and uh, kind of get a kick out of. And it's a fun way to talk about football as well. So that is going to be up uh, this evening. Uh, so uh, you can look for that on all of your podcasting platforms as well. We have a new Instagram available. Man, we gotta, we're making it happen here, man. 1029 ESPN on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, this week, big week coming up. Uh, it's already been a big week, but Jay Hill, head coach of uh, Weber State tomorrow. We uh, will also this week hear from John Edwards, former University of Montana quarterback, led the Grizz to their last national championship in 2001, that great 2001 team uh, uh, under Joe Glenn. So John Edwards, uh, an attorney now in Billings, joined us. That was great. So we will have uh, him on. We will also have Dan Hawkins, the head coach of uh, UC Davis, as the Grizzlies go to UC Davis to play them in week one. And, of course, on Seahawks, uh, or on Friday, 12 for the 12s at 5 o'clock uh, with uh, Michael Sean Dugar, uh, who writes for uh, covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. He will join us uh, once again uh, on our weekly segment there. So we got a ton of stuff going on all week long here, huh? Also, efforting Travis Lule, exchanged texts with him earlier, great Montana State quarterback, to sort yes. of uh, have an overlay between John Edwards and Travis Lule, and we'll probably have Bobby Houck right in the middle of that because you went and talked to Coach Houck this yep. week, too. So all sorts of good stuff, as always, upcoming on Two Tell Nuanas. Uh, Coulter, as we wrap things up here, we've been talking a lot about, you know, as we go into conference play, we got the, you know, with the teams that we think are the five best, they've kind of jockeyed for position, but the but the but those teams haven't really changed. We talked today uh, about maybe some teams that are maybe better than what we thought, that maybe are the dark horses. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, even earlier today, Tim Walsh offered a, a couple thoughts. His was Sacramento State, and I frankly agree with him. I think Sacramento State look, has looked really good in their non-conference and is a team that not a lot of people have talked about, but with the return, uh, you know, of their quarterback, a new head coach who looks like he's got the right fit. He seems like he's got a great staff. Things might be rolling in Sacramento a little bit. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I think they're going to be uh, uh, certainly better than what traditionally maybe they have been. I mean, listen, Ricky Ray, uh, Charles Roberts, some of the great players in the history of the Big Sky Conference, Garrett Saffron, DeAndre Carter, Namdi Ngude, Jordan Robinson, Darnell Sankey. I mean, Sac State has the second most guys in the league out of any team in the Big Sky Conference. They have more NFL dudes in the league than the Cats or the Grizz combined. They've always had talent. I've heard this. Sac State looks good. They could be the surprise. They looked great in the non-conference. They played great in FBS games. I've heard this for 15 years. Okay. Go stay healthy. Go prove it. Then I'll believe in you. Okay. It's an intriguing storyline to be sure. Troy Taylor seems like a better fit than anybody they've had there before. But Sac State always has one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They always have one of the best receivers in the league. It's because of the metropolitan areas that you're talking about. They can recruit to it. Go prove it. It's like I always say, but it's going to be a fun Big Sky Conference season. Certainly will. More on this tomorrow and Friday. Have a wonderful Wednesday evening. See you tomorrow. Again, check out the FCS Speculators podcast. Hope you enjoy that. Boys and girls, we'll be back tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. 
The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.